to the Call on Our Shot podcast. I'm Austin. I'm joined by Logan. And we're back every single Wednesday at 10 a.m. Eastern time. We appreciate you guys for coming out to the live stream. Or not the live stream. What am I even saying? To the podcast. We appreciate you guys for listening. If you want to download the podcast in case you want to listen to it on Apple Music, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, consider clicking that link down below, thebuzzprout.com slash call on our shot. We'd appreciate it. Logan, how are you doing? We got a lot to recap today. We're going to talk about, obviously, we're going to do a little bit of hinting at the Super Bowl. But we're going to recap those conference championship games, which Another great weekend in football. We have a couple questions that you guys have to answer, but how are you doing first? I, I'm doing amazing. As always, we witnessed an amazing weekend of football. I mean, is it is it so bold to say maybe one of the best playoffs as a whole of all, of all time? I mean, it was every single game in the playoffs pretty much besides Steelers Chiefs was somewhat competitive or not. It comes down to the wire. It was an amazing weekend. And honestly, I couldn't have asked for more. Yeah, I, I agree completely. It reminds me of him. By the way, if you are watching the live stream or watching the podcast, consider clicking that like button too. And also tonight we have our weekly live stream, Wednesday night, 6 p.m. Eastern time. But yeah, I remember seeing um, a tweet from Field Yates. As you know, Field Yates, if you don't know, he's one of the ESPN reporters. We, we grew up or we just have been watching their podcast for a while. Um, but he was yeah. tweeting out that he had his first daughter. So congrats to him. Um, but his daughter was born before the divisional round. So the only NFL game she's ever seen were these four divisionals and then these conference championships. So, hey, I don't know. So she's probably not watching them, but uh, can't be in any of those games because the games we had, I mean, it's hard to top last week with the divisional round games, all those games like one-upping one another, but these games are pretty dang good this weekend. Bengals, Chiefs going into overtime, Rams versus 49ers, ending on that field goal. Man, it's been a whirlwind. I hope the Super Bowl lives up to even half of what these games have been because it's been – ridiculous I have, I have a feeling it might it's it, it's it's a really intriguing matchup and you know we're not going to talk about it in too much detail really uh this this week but i'm i'm excited to talk about it in the future yeah we're going to save a lot of that talk until next week but yeah. we first we want to shout out all of our cos all-stars and we can't shout out every single one of you guys but there are a lot of people out there new ones so we want to shout out lane mississippi mud james elijah and jackson you know who you are if you want to become a cos all-star you just click the join button next to the subscribe button which if you aren't subscribed what are you doing but you click the join button next to our channel Costs like $2.99 a month as an appreciation to Logan and I for doing all of our picks videos, just to show a token of our appreciation for all the work we do. Um, we got a lot of things in the in the chamber. We got baseball season coming up in what two months, assuming the lockout gets resolved eventually. But yeah. we appreciate all those all-stars. Um, we really can't do it without you guys. No, the all-stars, I used to say this on my videos. The the all-stars were what, what was keeping me going, right? You you wake up extremely early doing the NBA videos. I used to wake up, you know, doing the baseball videos at ridiculous hours too. And it's like we every morning we wake up, we check who who became an all-star overnight. And that really does make our day. So two dollars and ninety-nine cents. It's not a whole lot. Um, and you know what, it's just a little thank you to to Austin and I. Yeah, we love those people. Um, you know who you are if you are an all-star. I think we're playing 80. So we can maybe hit, I don't know, 100 by the end of February. That That'll would be, be awesome. Really cool. It helps us. <laughs> and it does give us a little bit of motivation, even when we're in a little bit of a slump, which I have been in the NBA. But those people, those people get me up, and I'm like, all right, I'm doing it for these people. Also doing it for all the other people as we're closing in on 22,000 subscribers, which is <laughs> which is ridiculous. But uh, hey, it's we're road to 25K, road to 100K. We're trying to get that plaque. I want that plaque behind me. I want to... Be able to look. Oh, actually, I might just be sleeping with the plaque if we're being honest. I might get, <laughs> give my girlfriend the boot and say, "Here's a hundred K plaque. You're you're mine." Uh, <laughs> there, there's not many things. Luckily, Austin she's probably to. not listening to the podcast, so uh, we're yeah. we're fine. <laughs> this is a test, Austin's girlfriend. If you if you are listening, uh, yeah, he will would appreciate the plaque more. But uh, Austin talks about that damn plaque more than anything. So I mean, just help a brother out. Hit that subscribe button if you already aren't. Really, it does help us. <laughs> Help us grow. Yeah, for real. All right, let's uh, let's hop into some let's hop into the NFL matchups. I mean, that's what people are here. We're here to talk about these matchups, and yeah, let's we got to hop into your your pick of the week. And I got to first say, clown nose pick of the week. We swept them. I mean, you had the Bengals plus seven and a half. We'll talk about it in a second. Jeez. I had the 49ers <laughs> plus three and a half, just squeaking by on the hook, but we'll take it. We'll take a win nonetheless. I was a little scared with that Jimmy Garoppolo uh, interception at the end that they'd house it, and I'd screw, I'd be lost on that bet. But we'll talk about that in a second. Top of the first game, Bengals, yeah. Chiefs, and I'll let, hey, the floor's yours. I'll mute my mic. You go at it. Oh my gosh. This is, this is what I've been talking about with the Bengals. There's just something about this team. Like, first of all, 
Joe Burrow rolls up to the stadium all dripping in swag. I mean, the the brother just oozes confidence. It's it's insane. And his teammates really do feed off that. Joe Burrow, when he's playing football, you can just tell he's having fun. And his team, when they're down at halftime, like the, like you know they've had again in, against the Chiefs. First matchup, they were down at halftime. This matchup, they were down at halftime. They said, "We can do it. We can overcome adversity." And that Bengals team, man, I just can't say enough things about you know Joe Burrow and that offense but I really want to shout out that defense where the hell was Tyreek Hill Travis Kelsey and all those boys in the second half the Bengals defense tightened up and and they said you know what Patrick Mahomes we're going to just play like a basketball type defense we're going to contain you in the pocket you're not going to scramble around you're not going to make those you know miraculous 80 yard bombs to Tyreek Hill you're not going to do that the Bengals defense really rose to the occasion because the comeback wouldn't have been possible had they have not uh, had their defense have not shown up but I mean, wow, what a game. And cast the Bengals one more time for me. Oh my gosh, I am such a Bengals fan, a bandwagon fan. Yeah, I, I don't even, you know what? I'm going to be honest with you guys. I don't own a clown nose because I won't need it, but, you know, <laughs> specifically because I've never gotten a clown nose pick wrong. Boom. <laughs> don't need it. You can keep the points. I, I took the points with Bengals. You know what? Keep them. I don't need them. <laughs> uh We'll wait for your official pick for the Super Bowl. I have a feeling I know which side you're going to go, but you guys will have to listen to next week to find out exactly which way we are yeah. going with. But, uh, yeah, what a game. Um, and you you kind of summarize it. you got to give a hat off to not only Joe Burrow, but also that whole Bengals defense. You're right. They, they stepped up. I mean, we were texting in the first quarter. We're like, is yeah, this is not right. looking good. Pat, I'm Patrick not feeling Jones good. Just <laughs> lining them up, just sniping and just – absolutely destroying their defense what 17 for 19 almost a perfect pass rating in the first half mm-hmm. and then you know i guess they got a little bit of confidence in that last play of the, at the half where eli apple tackled tyreek now we could talk about Ty, uh, eli apple a little bit but we, we don't need to talk about him he got a little he got a little uh he's like one made, made one good play and he's like i'm the i'm the best corner in the game but yeah um, but either way that's irrelevant he did play decently well in the second half but still yeah. the bengals defense absolutely jesse bates von bell Oh, the whole crew, Trey Hendrickson, all the even uh, Hubbard, Sam Hubbard, all these guys stepped up, and man, they were, were not. They were probably a lot of no names on that defense prior to Sunday, and I expect they're getting a lot of household names now. Now you're going to really recognize these guys. They're going to get a lot of press love on, on next Sunday for the Super Bowl, and they won that game solely because of that defense. I mean, Joe Burrow and the team made plays. Shout out to Joe Mixon. I know you had his under for rushing yards, but honestly, yeah. the Bengals would not have cashed if if Joe Mixon did not step up. He had exactly. a great game. And so it was just ridiculous. I mean, who's who doesn't want to root for the Bengals? I mean, who I mean, who doesn't like watching the Chiefs too? It's it's really unfortunate for the Chiefs fans, but they know they'll be back here. They've been back in the AFC Championship four, four straight seasons. They'll be back, and Bengals getting a little bit of time to shine. But man, that game was good, and it's happy to see the Bengals go through. Man, we're gonna have a fun Super Bowl. That's all I know. I know it's it is really cool though because. You know, what we've been talking about and I've been talking about for several weeks, the Bengals are an ahead of schedule team, right? We we knew if you were to forecast the Bengals five years from now, you'd be like, yeah, this is a team that can make some noise five years from now or something like that. Here they are with with Burrow year two and they're in the damn Super Bowl. Like it, it really is hard to, to really, you know, talk about how much Cincinnati's exceeded expectations. I think, you know, looking, you know, even forecasting next year, like this is their division to lose. And and I mean, yeah, I'm what what more can we possibly say about the overachieving Bengals? I mean, yeah, he's the first first overall pick to a QB to ever lead his team to the Super Bowl within two years. I mean, yeah, it's like you you just have to respect it. We always knew coming out of college and while he was in college at LSU that Joe Burrow, you know, he had it in him to win those big games, but no one expected him to be this successful this early on. And I was curious, I know Thomas, if he's listening to the podcast, he's all into his collecting cards and I was curious how much you think a Joe Burrow rookie card would have been at the beginning of the season versus what it is now. Like the value has <laughs> got to be skyrocketed. I mean, Joe Burrow coming into this year, obviously coming off the ACL tear, which we don't even talk about. Like this guy came off an ACL and MCL tear and he's still mm-hmm. lighting it up. And you don't, I mean, that was in like week 11. So he was early ahead of that schedule. And yeah, he just, he just showed up and showed out and played super well. It's, it's a great story. I'm happy to hear it for the Bengals. I was happy to see, AJ Green's post on the Instagram, he was like, I reactive, re- reactivated my Instagram to say congrats to Cincinnati because obviously he had been there for 10 years, made the playoffs yeah. with Andy Dalton and just never, you know, got it through. But man, it's just, I'm just happy for the Bengals. And we'll talk about them in a little bit about Joe Burrow and maybe some future like generational QBs. But 
It's hard yeah. to not. I mean, even if the Bengals do lose on Sunday or next Sunday, it's hard to not be super excited. I mean, you like you said, they're ahead of schedule. And I will give they people are. a spoiler. If the Bengals do win, you could expect the following tweet onto uh, Twitter. It will be a post of me betting money on the Jaguars Super Bowl next year and saying if Joe Burrow can do it, so can Trevor Lawrence. Gosh. Um, along those lines. Uh, put the, why do you put those expectations on the poor Jaguars? Don't do that. I have zero expectations. I'm doing it for the clicks. Well, it's funny because you, you might as well donate that money to charity because at least it went to a better place than the damn sports books. Oh yeah. Gosh. You're probably Dude, right This is why you're the worst. You're the worst. <laughs> <laughs> this is true but i have to we have to say congrats to the cincinnati Bengals. um yes. yeah, i mean i know scott he's always asking i know you kind of flipped on him you took the raiders in their opening uh wild card game I, but you ever good at that full circle you you <laughs> have uh, amended your sins you understand you know that was your fault um but scott a I loyal will... Bengals fan always exactly. in our comments and he's a cls all-star too always commenting and so congrats to him um and yeah and there was a guy uh, steven steven also one of the people that comments on i talked to him in the discord he had a uh super bowl ticket i believe for the rams and the Bengals to make it, it was like ridiculous odds it was like really was five bucks wow. on it but it was winning like over 200 so congrats to him wow. on that cash too it, wow i mean he probably listened to my super bowl picks because i we got we got to talk about it every single episode i did say take the Bengals at plus 2000 odds because i loved that dart throw bet and here they are in the Super Bowl, one 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 away from cashing that ticket. And then we talked about value. Uh, I know a week or two later, and I said I like the Rams as well. They were like plus 400, 800, something like in the past few weeks. And I'm just sidebar, saying, man. sidebar. Do you think we should charge for your picks? You're you're on an absolute <laughs> heater. I don't think I've ever lost a bet. I have. <laughs> I have I haven't lost a single bet in February, so that, this, this is this is this is what I do. Guys, it's on a heater, on. boys and girls. Uh, yeah, so great job to the Bengals. Let's move on to the second game, though. Rams versus 49ers. Yeah. And while this game might not have had, you know, as much uh, scoring as the previous one, 27-24 for the Bengals Chiefs, 20-17, to but I think a lot of people were counting out the Rams in this one. You saw them down 17-7. to People were like, eh, this was kind of to be expected. The 49ers, you know kind of having their way with them on both sides of the ball. And then, you know, Matthew Stafford and the Cooper Cup connection is real. And they just kept the Cooper Cup. And I know you could probably go on a tangent. That the man's always open. He's wide open, nonstop, 24-7. He's like 7-11. I mean, the man is just – hes I don't even know if defenses just are like, no, we're not guarding that guy. But I'm curious exactly what the Bengals do. I mean, we saw them kind of clamp up on Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill – on the second half, I'm curious what their game plan is for Cooper Cup, but we'll talk about that next week, obviously, a little bit more. But congrats to the Rams. I mean, they they said this. We're all in. And they uh, they yeah. made it to the Super Bowl, seeing if they can pull it off and win. Obviously, the last Super Bowl they were in, hopefully it's a little bit more entertaining than that one, unless you were a defensive specialist, and that's all you wanted to watch. What was that final score, like 9-6 to six when they were against the Patriots? But congrats to the Rams. And I'm curious uh, what your takeaway from this one was. I will I'll guarantee you that this won't be like the Jared Goff led Rams Super Bowl. They're, that's just not going to be like that. They're not facing a, a defensive specialist in Bill Belichick this time around. It's, there's going to be more more offensive in, in that matchup. But going back to to Rams Niners, I mean this what what was really the difference and kind of what I said last week in my picks. Could the Rams get get pressure in Jimmy G's face? And they absolutely did. I mean, Aaron Donald. Look, Aaron Donald is one of the most hyped you know, talked about players, you know, on the defensive side of the ball. And it is for good reason. I think he reminded everybody, you know, this this past Sunday of why he's always in the top five, top 10 NFL players year in and year out because he just wrecks a game, right? Jimmy G doesn't have time to step up in the pocket or or, or imp- improvise at all because Aaron Donald's breathing down his neck. And then to add on to that, you got Von Miller. You've just got all of these pass specialists. And Jimmy G gets a lot of heat for just being a mediocre, you know, can't, can't finish, can't lead you to the promised land quarterback. I think that's a, a bit unfair. But the Rams' defense definitely did what they they needed to do as far as stopping Jimmy G. And offensively, yes, exactly. We talk about Cooper Cup all the time being open, and this is, we don't. It blows my mind always how he's he's always open. But I mean, that offense is is certainly clicking. I think you know we can talk about Odell Beckham Jr. too. When Robert Woods went down, I think there was a lot of people, myself included, like, "Ooh, is Odell going to necessarily be able to fill the Robert Woods role?" You know, in, in a decent fashion. I think he's far exceeded expectations and kind of reminded people of what he's capable of doing. So you know, hats off to Odell too for rising up. Yeah, he's earning a big payday every single win. I mean, like, yeah. I think this past one was like 750K if they win. The Super Bowl is like a million dollars. So congrats to him on piling up the incentives. But 
Uh, yeah, I mean, I think you got to be happy for Odell Beckham Jr. Obviously, he does a lot of antics, you know, on and off the field. He's, you know, he is who he is. He's Odell Beckham Jr. for for what we've grown to know and kind of love or hate him over the last whatever yeah. seven years of his career. But he has stepped up in the place of Robert Woods, and they would not nearly, they would not be in the Super Bowl, I don't think, if it weren't for Odell Beckham Jr. And no offense yeah. to guys like Van Jefferson or Ben Skoranek who dropped the touchdown, yeah. um, but still, like Odell has given them that second guy. And whereas you know they can't put you know eleven defenders on Cooper Cup, whereas I think if they didn't have Odell, they probably could. But he's seen a ton of one on one, and he's beaten that time and time again. And he stepped up on Sunday, playing super well, had over a hundred receiving yards, I believe, and he's really been awesome. Now, is he Robert Woods? No, and I think that's credit to Sean McVay, who's change the offense a little bit. I mean, Robert Woods, you think about a guy that they're throwing bubble screens to, they're throwing those short routes, and he's getting yards after the catch, very similar to a guy like Cooper Cup. And that's not really Odell's game. He's more of a finesse guy. You know, he's going to beat you with route running and things like that. So it's a very – it's a different offense now. I will be – I mean, shout out to Cam Akers. Had a decent game. He did get injured. And then Tyler Higby also got injured in that one. I mean, we got to say credit to Kendall Blanton. I mean, who? Yeah. Like, who? I mean, he I scored know. a touchdown two weeks ago, but – Kendall Bland really stepped up, and he he made yeah. like six, seven catches for like 50, 60 yards. So he played a big role. It wasn't just Cooper Cup, but ultimately, I mean, I, I looked at the odds for Cooper Cup, Cup touchdown. Do you know what the odds are? Minus 150. <laughs> yeah, minus 210 on FanDuel, at least. That's what I Granted, FanDuel does normally juice the heck out of the odds, but, I mean, it's literally like every single touchdown they score. It's Cooper Cup or it's a field goal. You might yeah, as well just live bet that at, at, the, uh, <laughs> at the beginning of the drive. There's no there's no value betting at solo. You have to pretty much bet it like first half or first touchdown or some some weird bet like that for it to cash. But it still stands a really good chance even at that. I mean, Cooper Cup is is he's a touchdown machine. I mean, that's what he does. But yeah, I, I I'm curious to see how that offense functions without Tyler Higby though. Or you know, we don't know his injury prognosis, especially you know this far out. But I mean, it didn't look good. And I mean, it it's it's one of those things. They're not exactly deep at that tight end position and. You know what? If, if if Cincinnati, they have a lot of extra time to think about how they're going to stop or not stop, but contain Cooper Cup because no one stops him. He's still going to get his 80 yards plus. Right. But, you know, how how you contain him, how you maybe contain Odell Beckham. I'm, I am very, very interested to see um, with this extended time what happens. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I mean, the Bengals obviously are going to have a ton of time to game plan. And so will Sean McVay. He'll have different ways to get Cooper yeah. Cup involved and get the running game going. We'll see how Cam Akers. I know the Bengals' defense, rushing defense, hasn't really played that well of late. Now, their secondary has been absolutely unreal. Their pass rush has been great, but they've been getting gashed for yards per attempt. Like We saw Josh Jacobs, wild card weekend, have a pretty good game. Even yeah. uh, last week, um, you even saw Clyde Edwards-Alaire doing running pretty well. Only problem, they only gave him like six carries, but he had 36 and yards. And McKinnon. Like six per attempt, and Jarek McKinnon played well. Yeah. So that's going to be, I assume, an area of focus, stopping Cooper Cup in the run. Because you know this Rams offense – just like I do, this team wants to run the football. It just so happens, you know, they got Cooper Cup and Matthew Safford, so they're not afraid to throw it for 300 yards. But normally a Sean McVay offense is led by the run and then setting up the play-action pass. Absolutely. that's. I mean, that's going to be the game plan. We'll definitely, you know, dive into more of what we think is going to be the keys to success for each of them, you know, next week too. But, like, I mean, it's just it's setting up a really cool, really cool matchup. I'm excited for it. Yeah, we'll talk a little bit more about this one all next week. We'll give you guys probably we'll prepare some player props or some maybe some dart throws or something crazy. Absolutely. But that's gonna do it in terms of the football talk. We're gonna talk about some other things that have happened in the football world. None bigger than Tom Brady. He has retired. Who? Wait, who? <laughs> yeah, uh, sorry, gotta look him up. Who's who is this? Yeah, Tom Brady, probably the greatest of all time. I don't know if there's much of a question about that one. At least the most decorated athlete in the NFL in NFL history, but Tom Brady's retired, no longer. I mean, I know Adam Schefter broke the news like on Saturday or Sunday or whatever it was. It was a little bit skeptical. So I guess is, you know, Tom Brady should probably be releasing this news, not other people. But regardless, mm-hmm. Tom Brady officially announced today on Tuesday when we record the podcast and post on Wednesday that he's retiring. I want your initial thoughts. I mean, greatest of all time. It, and it's it's not even close. I mean, Tom Brady is, he, he might even be in the, you know, Mount Rushmore of athletes of all time. There's compelling case to say he might be the best athlete of all time he's definitely he's a generational talent that if it will feel weird uh next next season turning on the tv and not seeing tom brady on our screens for sure that's going to be really weird because he's just you know that that presence in the nfl that's that's plagued certain franchises like the jets for all the for all those years and the jets were extremely happy to see him uh, retire but yeah it's i mean 
we can give we can give Tom Brady his flowers all day, but as a Carolina Panthers fan, thank God. Get, get out of my division, Tom Brady. I, I'm so happy. I'm so happy he's retiring. And the NFC South is going to be an absolute toilet of a division. I mean, come on, man. The the Buccaneers are gonna be searching for a quarterback. Oh man. But Tom Brady, I mean, he he finished out his career on on his terms. That I think w- was important. And like it, it, it we didn't watch the Tom Brady decline, right? He was still playing sharp. He was still playing at a high level of football. We didn't have to watch the decline, kind of like what, what we saw with Peyton Manning, where we, we saw Noodle Arm Peyton Manning not being able to complete a pass over 15 yards and be like, yeah, it's time to hang it up. We didn't see that with Tom Brady. Um, but I mean, kudos to him for just an amazing career. Yeah, very similar to like Ben Roethlisberger. I mean, sure, he had an okay yeah. season, but it was kind of like, uh, please, can you retire after week eight? Um, yeah. any, any sooner? Yeah. But yeah, you got to give Tom Brady, and we we could talk. We could have a whole podcast talking about him. And sure, has he played many New York Jets? Yes, for the better half of my whole life. In fact, he's just absolutely <laughs> destroyed my teams. And since uh, since you know, kind of a change of the tide. Once he went to the Buccaneers, out of the division, I was like, you know, I can I can support him, um, and you know, root for him because. Oh, he is. And I don't think there's much question. He's definitely on the Mount Rushmore at like best athletes of all time. I mean, this guy's dominated the NFL. I mean, he has what, like 12% of the NFL career Super Bowls or something. You could go back and just list a ton of ridiculous stats about Tom Brady. And you'd be like, what? That's real. I mean, this guy's 44 years old, easily could have played next season. And he put up probably one of his best seasons ever. And he's 44. I mean, it's great to see him retire on his own terms. And you're right. It was no fun watching Peyton Manning go out there. And you have Broncos had to start Peyton Manning. It wasn't like you could bench him. But it was like it was rough to watch. And sure, he mm. went out on top as a Super Bowl champion. But, I mean, Tom Brady, you can't blame him much for this year's, you know, um, this year's loss to the Rams, who are now in the Super Bowl. And last year, he obviously came into Tampa, won a Super Bowl for him. So props to him. Congrats to him. I'm excited to see what he does next. I'd pay him good yeah. money to replace Joe Buck or uh, Aikman. Uh, I'd say <laughs> salary too, if possible. But, I mean, you think about if this guy wants – it's just crazy to think about, you know, if this guy wants to go into broadcasting, how many – every single job will be open to him. I mean, Tony Romo's not safe. I mean, no one's safe. I mean, everyone's going to want him if he does want to go into it. Whether he wants to do it or not is up to him. But, man, what a career. I know. I, I want to I see Tom Brady in the broadcast booth really badly. He's just one of those football minds that it's it's so cool to hear him in, in interviews. And, you know, like, you know, Drew Brees, Sean Payton, the, the, that sort of those sort of football minds, too. I love hearing like, ex, like you know, ex-NFL players in, in the broadcast booth, aside from Troy Aikman and Joe Buck. They, they just make me want to watch the TV on mute. Because they are just idiotic, and I and can't. And Chris Collinsworth, stand. he's not safe either. Yeah, well, Chris Col- Chris Collinsworth is a dodo bird. I don't know what he is, but he's. I think he- pretty cool. Now I think about it, Tony Romo in place of uh, Chris Collinsworth with Al Michaels. That would be cool. I'd kind of like it. Sunday Night Football. I'd be excited to watch even the bad games just to listen to Brady. Yeah, I'm. I'm down. On let's, something. Let, let, let's make it happen, NBC. I'll. 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 Uh, I'll pay good money for that. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's fun to listen to those guys and we'll see what his next adventures are. I mean, it seems like he wants to spend some time with his children. So much respect to that. Um, can't blame him. We'll see if the football yeah. comes itching back to get him into uh, back into playing. But man, what a career. And so that kind of I want to segue that into a question from but from Mike, a.k.a. my dad. He asked, who's the next generation of QBs to take over now that we've seen obviously the Mannings? We've seen Drew Brees, we've seen Tom Brady, Ben Roethlisberger, and all, and you know, Philip Rivers all retired. And you know, it was crazy to think about. And I saw like a picture of all those guys, like all side by side. Crazy to think about. I mean, when we started watching football, these guys were at the beginnings of their career. Now, I might not remember, you know, uh, Philip Rivers' first year, Big Ben's first year, and how great he was. But you know, as I grew older and started watching football, these were the guys I expected to see every single Sunday, and were guys that were more or less pretty reliable. They didn't miss any games, and now all what. One, two, three, four, all six of them are out of the league. It's crazy to think about. Yeah, well, it's, it, it, I mean, it, it's one of those things, like I said, you, you're going to turn on the, the TV and you're going to watch around the league and you're just going to be like, how, I remember when the Saints had Breeze. I remember when the you know, Chargers had Phillip Rivers. Like they, these, these are athletes that we watched so many years and, and now they're gone. But look, a new era of football is being ushered in. And it's led by, you know, what I what I like to call and Madden likes to call like the bazooka arms, right? The Josh Allen's, the Patrick Mahomes, the explosive athletes playing quarterback position that I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Peyton Manning, Drew Brees, Roethlisberger. 
None of them ever had the arm talent of Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen. These two quarterbacks, you know, alone when they dueled it out in the epic game, I mean, they showed us what the future of the NFL looks like. It looks like them. And, and it's so bright in specifically the AFC, I, I think, because, I mean, you got the, the Mahomes. You've got even Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow on the scene, second year. I mean, we can't. I mean, I'm so excited. You've, you've even got, you know, Justin Herbert behind him. It's like there's so much talent specifically in the AFC side. The NFC's lacking really on the quarterbacks. I mean, just off the top of my head, I'm like, oh, man, there's a lot of divisions. There's a lot of teams in the NFC. Like if I'm a quarterback or a free agent or something, I'm like, I want to go play in the NFC, specifically NFC South, right, with that trash division. But it's like, I mean, I'm thinking of all the young talent in the AFC, and it's it's really, you know, future – Future is bright for sure. Yeah, there's, you know, you know, with the ushering out of all the older guys, there's just been an absolute influx of talent. Uh, and you named a bunch of the guys that I was going to say. I mean, Burrow, obviously Pat Mahomes, obviously Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, even Lamar Jackson, who I think, you know, people yeah. forget about. But I still do. I mean, he's a reigning MVP. He's not, he's not a scrub by no means. Um, he's just yeah. banged up at the end of the year. There's so much talent. That's just the AFC alone. I mean, and we're not even talking about guys like Zach Wilson. <laughs> I gotta get his, gotta get his name nope. in there. Um, nope. uh, Trevor, we're, we're not guys talking like about that. You gotta, hey, 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 hey. Um, I'll give Mac Jones. He, do I get some flowers if I put Mac Jones in there? But even those young guys, where you know they have a lot of promise, they could really turn it around. I mean, last year people might have said things about Joe Burrow, or like, eh, is this guy a guy kind of thing? But he stepped up and proved everyone wrong this year. And so there's so much young QB talent in the league that's ridiculous. Just in the AFC alone, I mean, you flip over to the NFC. Obviously, you have the Herbert. Probably, is there anyone from with a brighter ceiling in terms of that? I, I mean, I'm trying. I'm gonna have to pull up the teams now. I can't. Kyler Murray is obviously out there. The what NFC, you you've got Kyler. I mean. Russell Wilson's getting up there in age. We, his well, Russell's gonna, who knows what happens to Russell Wilson this offseason? That, that's what I'm saying. Like, There's a, a ton of question marks. It's really weird how it's divided. It's like the AFC has a lot of teams with the quarterback position figured out. And the NFC, it's it's going to be a carousel of quarterbacks over there. I mean, really, like there's there's so many teams you can look at and say, I don't I don't really know what they're going to do next year. So I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm excited. I'm yeah, I don't know why I said NFC for Justin Herbert. Uh, that was yeah, a, no, that's AFC, big dog. I, I'm, yeah, I'm an yeah. idiot. Um, but yeah, there's, I mean, I'm looking at the teams here. Obviously, Russell Wilson, 49ers, you'd assume, Trey Lance era starting, yeah. Kyler Murray, then the Matthew Stafford for the Rams, then who knows what the heck the NFC South. I, I don't know if any team in there has their QB situation figured out. Um, exactly, no, I don't know. I, I don't, none of these teams. I mean, the Panthers are the closest, yet the farthest away from figuring it out. Uh, Falcons, Saints. I mean, who do you think replaces Tom Brady, though, for the Buccaneers? Yeah, okay. All right, hold, hold on. I just did this, so I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, viewers. Skip forward a minute. Hold on. Hold on to your hats, ladies and gentlemen. The answer to who's going to replace Tom or who should replace Tom Brady, the man's in the building. He's in the same locker room as Tom Brady already. His name is Kyle Trask. Let me introduce <laughs> you to one of the best you know, quarterbacks at the University of Florida, behind me in recent memory. I mean, it, it's, it's Kyle Trask absolutely put up great numbers in the SEC, a high level of football. And can he do it at the next level in the NFL? Sure. Why not? The Bucs, uh, you know, took him to sit behind Brady for a couple, you know, a year. And they're like, they're like, why not? Right. Why can't he be the heir apparent to Tom Brady and, and Tampa Bay? Look, as a, as a, as a Florida Gator alum, I would absolutely love to see Kyle Trask there. He's got potential. I mean, come on. There there's, there's a lot worse backup quarterbacks than Kyle Trask. And, and if it's not Kyle Trask, I'm sure you'll probably say the better solution is probably like, you know, a veteran quarterback, right? Um, You know, when I think about it, I've seen like Aaron Rodgers, I would be dumbfounded if he went to the Buccaneers. He's not only there, he would never, because he doesn't want, no one wants to follow Tom Brady in his footsteps. No one, no. absolutely. I mean, you're only setting yourself up for failure. Um, So I could see them turn into a young guy like a Kyle Trask. That would be interesting. Um, I could see them. I don't know. I really don't know. They could go to some different routes. Um, and Jimmy see exactly G. What, I don't see them wanting to do that. I mean, I've seen people do the memes of like Jameis Winston coming back, and oh, that'd be lit. Um, but, uh, that, that's <laughs> I would happening. love that. So, so I'm curious what exactly they do because you're right. Like on the side note, like a Russell Wilson, would it be cool to play with all the talent the Bucks have? Which the Bucks still have some yeah. talent to uh, assess this offseason. Obviously, still Mike Evans under contract. Rob Gronkowski had bet money that he retires. Um, yeah. 
And then Chris Godwin, obviously coming off ACL injury, and he's a free agent as well. So who sees what, who knows what he, you know, which stinks for him, but who knows what, you know, he bargains or gets in the off season. But I mean, Hey, you know, on the off, on one hand, you have the, yo, you don't want to follow Tom Brady. On the other hand, you might only need eight wins to make the playoffs. Maybe not even eight. In that division, absolutely. But what, what, when I look at the Tampa Bay Bucks roster, it, kind of, it was like in a ready, you know, championship mode, you know, with Tom Brady, add Tom Brady to it. It's like, do they just blow it up? Do they completely blow it up and say, we're going young, we're going to be in a, in a rebuild mode? I don't know. I don't, I don't know the answer. I think it's dependent upon how free agency, how, you know, the draft, how everything works. And, and yes, there, there are some, some more veteran quarterbacks that they might be able to go out and target, like, like you said, the Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers better not go to Tampa Bay because he'll get all the smoke. He does not want that. That's not the Aaron Rodgers way uh, uh, to follow right nah, behind. He Tom likes Brady. being in Green Bay or, or yeah. maybe even Denver or something like that. He could even retire for all we're in a, we're, we're curious about, which He's would just be going, another one of those generational yeah. QBs to get to retire. I'm going to I'm going to go out on a not so bold limb, in my opinion. I don't think he's even leaving Green Bay. I just think they're going to figure it out. And I think maybe they'll somehow find a way to keep Devontae there. But like I I just don't see the Packers saying Jordan Love is the answer. I I, I know they don't think that. So I mean, yeah. <laughs> hey, we've seen what Jordan Love looked like on the football field. And eh, it wasn't very good. I'm not even going to lie to you. That's that was not not a good football yeah. product. Yeah, no, that was not. It was it was ugly. And, I, you know, I'd be surprised to see Rodgers leave. I mean, it seemed like they kind of figured things out throughout the offseason, but they do need to sort something. I mean, I don't see Devontae Adams leaving. I mean, it's going to be no. so hard for Adams to leave. He could be franchise tagged easily. Yeah. Uh, whereas Rodgers, you know, Rodgers can leave if he wants. So there's a lot, I'm sure, as, this, as the as free agency approaches, I believe the beginning of March, if I'm not mistaken, we'll talk a lot more about the uh, free agents and, you know, where guys are going, reacting and giving our recaps or reacts. Yeah. Let's hop, hop into some reactions to head coaching hires. Now, the first one, which was probably the one of the most recent ones, Brian Dable, uh, the Bucks or Bills, wasn't either offensive coordinator, I believe, uh, signing with the New York Giants. What's your initial thoughts on this one? I thought, wasn't he... Yeah, he was he was offensive coordinator for the Bills. Yeah, I, I forget which coordinator or which side of the ball he was on. But I mean, yeah, this is this is a very New York Giants hire. It's just not sexy. It's it's not something that got their fan base excited. I mean, it to me the the Giants are pretty much one of the most unattractive head coaching jobs. And you know, if Brian Dable can be their savior, you know, kudos to him. When when we talk about these these you know head coaching hires, it really is hard to speculate you know, as far out as we are, how these teams are even going to look, be it the draft, be it free agency. But like the Giants are, are truly a mess. You, you know, you, you gave Kenny Galladay all that money to do what? To get as many touchdowns as you and I sitting here. Like, come on, man. They're, they're, they're a mess. They don't really have a they have a quarterback that they half believe in. So Brian Dayball's got his work cut out for him for sure. At least he plays in a, in a somewhat easy division. I mean, that's silver lining for him. Yeah, I mean, when I look at it, and I forgot to mention uh, another young QB that, you know, has potential, and we'll talk, actually, we'll talk about it in a second, so never mind. Um, yeah, you know, when I saw this hire, I thought this was probably the best head coach the Giants have had, and they took an opportunity on him, and could he pan out and not just not, you know, be anything? Sure, but what I think they finally did was focus on an offensive-minded coach and someone that's had a lot mm-hmm. of success with another young quarterback in Josh Allen. And they're basically, they're giving Daniel Jones, I think, one last year to say, you know what, this is your year, you stink it up, they're kicking you to the curb. And yeah. so I think that's awesome for Daniel Jones. I know Brian Dable's already talked about Daniel Jones being the starter and how he was already in the office or already in the, the gym working while before Brian Dable even, you know, showed up to the, to the facility. So I'm excited personally for Daniel Jones just because I want to see him succeed. I don't like seeing, you know, young QBs just absolutely. And it's not his fault. He's on the New York Giants. This team, yeah, they signed Kenny Galladay, couldn't get done. Their offensive line absolutely stinks. And so I'm excited to see the Giants. I believe they have two first-round picks, if I'm not mistaken. So I'm excited to see exactly what they can do and actually give Daniel Jones a chance because he really, honestly, has been dealt with a very bad hand, very mm-hmm. similar to Sam Darnold, who the Jets completely just – it's like, nope, get out of here. And it wasn't yeah. really Sam Darnold's entire fall. And it's not Dan. I mean, we've seen flashes of Daniel Jones being great, really having some good games and flashes of him being bad. So I think they're going to have to, re- you know, look at some consistency. But I think this was a good hire for Brian Dable uh, to the Giants. And I believe they brought the Bills 
I don't know, not their offensive coordinator because this is obviously him, but they brought the guy right underneath him, and that mm-hmm. will be the offensive coordinator to the Giants as well. Um, so I'm excited for him. Hopefully they can at least be decent because this division, I mean, the Cowboys are due for some regression next year. They're not getting nearly as many turnovers as they got last year. Eagles are still a work in progress, and the Washington football team, I mean, who knows? So they got opportunity yeah. in this division. No, there there is opportunity. I, I hope he, you know, for, for the Giants fans, I mean – that's a it's just a bad football product to watch what whatever they were trotting out last year. So it's like it's one of those jobs. And we're, we're going to talk about some more that it's like there's a lot of room to grow. And even like, you know, an, an eight, nine season would be a to me a really like just the Giants to be sniffing the playoffs, I think would be a really, a really, you know, much improved season for, for Dable. Yeah, I 100% agree with you. I think there's a lot of room for growth there with the Giants, and I think they're going to step up and be much better next year. So yeah. we'll see exactly how they uh, how they play. But the young quarterback that I was going to talk about also had a new coaching change, Justin Fields um, of the Chicago Bears. Now they got Matt Eberflus, the defensive coordinator. He has a fun name to pronounce, but uh, defensive coordinator of the Colts. What's your initial takeaway on this one? Because I have one. Yeah, so I mean – so the solution, uh, first of all, this was funny. They fired a Matt and Ryan and they hired a Matt and Ryan. Like they fired Ryan Pace and, and Matt Nagy and they bring in a, a new general manager and co- coach with the exact same first names. I just thought that was funny as well. It's been talked about. Yeah, they broke, everything. don't fix it. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it was so broke. Matt <laughs> Nagy, Matt, I'm, I'm sure, sure Bears fans helped Matt, Matt Nagy pack his bags. But but I don't know, is, is Matt Eberflus going to necessarily be the answer? Can he get the most out of Justin Fields? Depends on who his offensive coordinator is and who he hires on the offensive side of the ball. Because you know what? The Bears' defense has never really been the, the thing that causes them problems. They, they just can't, I mean, you know, d- offensively, they just haven't had anything good in several years. I mean, I don't know. I, I, I don't know that this was necessarily the hire that Bears fans were looking for. I mean, they probably wanted more of an offensive mind, more of like a, you know, Josh McDaniels type hey, mind. Hey, but hey, I mean, no spoiler. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. They, they were, they were, they were hoping, they were hoping more for that. But I mean, at the end of the day, Justin Fields, you know, he, he could, he could take a big leap next year or he could sadly regress. So I'm, 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 I'm really curious to see how that plays out. Yeah, you know, when I saw the Eberflus hire, I was like, uh, I don't really love getting a defensive-minded coach to be leading this. I mean, their defense, like you said, hasn't been bad. It's been decent over the past couple of years. The offense was putting them in brutal positions. So they did hire the Green Bay Packers quarterbacks uh, coach. So he'll be their new offensive coordinator. So that's promising. Whether or not it was, you know, what, how much of this guy, how much of the work did this guy do versus Aaron Rodgers just saying, dude, just go go eat some gummies on the sideline. Like, I, I got yeah. this covered. I don't know, but still, it's going to be interesting. They have said, I mean, I'm just reading the article that they're going to build the offense around his strength, something that Matt Nagy refused to do. Um, and ultimately, that probably led to his firing. But still, I, I'm excited for Justin Fields, um, another young quarterback that I'm rooting for his, him to succeed. And Jeremy, our good friend, is obviously a Bears fan, so I don't want to see him in misery. No one wants their friends in misery unless maybe they're a Patriots fan. Then maybe I'll allow it. Um, but I'm excited for this. And I think a cool hire and maybe something that might not get looked at too much is their hiring of Ryan Poles. I think that do you pronounce his last name Poles? Uh, but either way, he's an offensive mind. was offensive lineman in the NFL. And I think that's one of the biggest things is this offensive line has absolutely been putrid over the past couple mm-hmm. of years. They it's David Montgomery just being handed the ball and saying, Hey bud, hey, you're being tackled three yards in the backfield. Good luck. And then he makes the most out of it, but still, never able to succeed and so the finally should be able to give justin field some time i wouldn't be surprised if in the draft they focus on offensive linemen trying to shore up the trenches but i'm excited for the bears i think that i mean yeah i'm sure as bears bears fans were probably hoping for one of those probably a brian dable or josh mcdaniels which we'll talk about in a second that you know more of those sexy hires but you never know with eberflus i mean he does he does look a little interesting though have you seen a picture of matt eberflus um no, I, I I don't know what he looks like to be honest. I don't keep up with Colts football, but I mean, <laughs> talk look talking about X and O's. Maybe I was wise, thinking about I mean, a different person. I was thinking about someone different, but he's a handsome man. Sorry, okay, we're getting off. Track. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. he's no. no flag on the plate. No flag on the plate. <laughs> you, you've you've now been canceled. But I mean, you know, last thing on the Bears. The division's up for grabs potentially if Aaron Rodgers leaves, which I don't think he is. But I'm just saying, just saying. The, the NFC North could look a lot different. So could the Vikings might have a new head coach. Yeah, exactly. We, we, we'll one of the talk about 
What, Jim Harbaugh? Yeah. I've seen some reports to him going to the Vikings, which would be very odd. But you, I don't know if there's anything really to take away from that. It's just, just odd. No, it it is odd. And if you if you listen to more, like you know, with National Signing Day coming up, I I don't I don't know how the events are going to play out again. If you're watching this or listening to this podcast later in the week, something a bigger domino might have fallen already. But I know Jim Harbaugh wasn't even being in Michigan uh, for recruiting. He, I think he was he was staying in Minnesota, which is just odd, you know, if you're the head coach of the Wolverines that you would skip out on recruiting day like that. Um, but, I mean, yeah, signs are pointing to Minnesota as a front runner for Harbaugh, but it's like, you know, the, the NFL was a different NFL back when Jim Harbaugh was coaching and when he was having his success. I mean, think about think about when Jim Harbaugh was the coach of the 49ers. You had Colin Kaepernick, kind of like he, he was the beginning of the era of the running quarterback, you know, with the Cam Newtons and all those. And I and I mean, who he, he, could who he had on defense too? Navarro Bowman, Patrick Willis. He had generational talents on that side of the ball. You're gonna if you potentially go to Minnesota and inherit that that Vikings team. Uh, it looks a lot different than than what you were coaching, especially if Kirk Cousins is still that quarterback. I'm just saying, Jim Harbaugh would be such a weird out of the out of the blue hire. It'd be a Vikings hire, though. It would be a Vikings move. It would, but it, it's just if I was a Vikings fan, I wouldn't be excited about it. Jim Harbaugh can he he finally conquered his Ohio State demons, and he threw an immense celebration for winning the Big Ten, and they get, they got stomped by Georgia. So it's like it's like what what do you want? Why do you want that as your football coach? <laughs> I don't know. I wish I had the answers for you, Logan, but sadly, we do not have the answers here. No, I, I, we'll see. It's the Vikings. That's what they do. But let's move on to on the brighter terms. One of the biggest, and I thought the coolest uh, hires, Josh yeah. McDaniels to the Raiders. Now, Rich Fasaccia or Fasaccia or whatever, I yeah. thought he was going to get the job, and maybe he'll probably stay on the roster, hopefully, or on the coaching staff, I hope at least. But talk about Josh McDaniels, a guy that's been literally in coaching rumors. Every single offseason, probably last like five to ten years. It's the guy that's like, Hey, you're you're number one on the list. And he's like, Nah, I'm good. And then he goes in and just takes the Raiders job. And mm-hmm. I couldn't be happier for the Raiders. Obviously, have some Derek Carr like issue, well, not issues, but things to sort out with Derek Carr over the offseason, whether you know to extend him or what to do. But I would imagine if I'm Derek Carr, I'm like, yo, I, I kind of want to I want to stick around in Las Vegas and play with McDaniels. I mean, McDaniels is an offensive-minded guy. And this team, I mean, you talk about the defense, which played well third towards the end of the year, and the offense had some, you know, faults and whatnot. But I'm excited for the Raiders. And as a guy, I mean, I like we talked about in the wild card matchup, we both love the Bengals, but we also love the Raiders. We both mm-hmm. wanted to root for both of these two teams to succeed. And obviously the Bengals have now made it farther into the Super Bowl. But I'm excited for the Raiders' future. They got a lot of talent there, a lot of a lot of grit and a lot of uh, a lot of fun. And they got Vegas on their side. Absolutely. I mean helps. <laughs> having the house on your side. I know. But I mean, you think about, you think about Josh McDaniels, he's returning back to the AFC West, which is a cool storyline because he gets another bite at the apple, right? He was, he coached Denver. Everyone remembers the, the, the McDaniels and Tebow era, right? That was, that was a fun time. Um, but I mean, he was a really young coach, you know, he, he said, I'm pretty sure before, you know, he wasn't ready and everything going back to, to Bill Belichick and learning under him, this this is the opportunity I think he was waiting for. This is there was this was such an appealing uh, job for McDaniel's, especially like I, if I put myself in his shoes, I'm like absolutely. You know, the, the Raiders' job checks a lot of bo- boxes. I mean, you've got brand new, very beautiful stadium. You've got a really cool location. You got an offensive you know side of the ball that's shored up with with you know Josh Jacobs, Derek Carr. As long as Derek Carr continues to improve and stay there, you got Hunter Renfro. Oh, come on. You knew I had the name drop, my boy, yeah, Hunter Renfro. Yeah, but, figured. yeah, I mean, it's it, it, the FC West is super competitive. Hats off to him for, for embracing that challenge because you got Herbert and you got you got Mahomes twice a year. But, hey, uh, I'm I'm very excited to see what the Raiders do with that. Yeah, they got a lot of uh, a lot of talent on that roster, and I'm just excited to see. They don't have a t- – I'm, I'm looking at cap space at the moment. Not a ton yeah. of cap space this offseason. Um, but, like I said, they do have uh, – they have um, – What's his name? Derek Carr going into his last year of his deal, but they got a lot of talent. I mean, still Darren Waller, they're going to have to pay probably. I mean, they paid him just recently, but maybe, I mean, he's been getting paid 6 million, but they got a lot of talent here. And yeah, Hunter Renfro, the legend, uh, Josh Jacobs. Um, there's, there's a lot of talent on this roster. A lot of guys that don't get a lot of recognition, very similar to this Bengals team. I mean, honestly, the, the parallels between two teams are very similar. I mean, Joe Burrow probably get, has a little more moxie and a little bit more confidence than a guy like Derek Carr, but Two guys that I love rooting for, 
And yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited to watch this team and see what they do this offseason to kind of shore up their spots and get better. And they had a lot of injuries. I mean, we can't – and they had so much turmoil in terms of – like they lost a lot of their wide receivers this past season, a lot of their starters coming into the year. So the fact that they conquered all that stuff and then they got Josh McDaniels too. This is, I think, a per- probably my favorite hire of the offseason so far. I mean, mm-hmm. it's hard to really beat Josh McDaniels coming under Bill Belichick. And yeah, you're right. He was a young head coach with the Broncos and still made it to the playoffs, won a playoff game with Tim Tebow, which yeah, I mean, we don't need your bias in here. You already <laughs> had enough bias on Kyle Trask. Get that, get lost. Oh my gosh. Tim Tebow, the legend. That was, that was a fun playoff game, but no, I mean, all, all the, all the, you know, all the luck to Josh McDaniels. It's a good hire on paper, right? Like that's what's weird about speculating on these coaches. It's like, what's a good hire on paper and what's not like, I don't know. Bill Belichick to the Patriots, that wasn't a great hire on paper, and we see how that turned out. So, I mean, it's just – it's it's weird how the NFL works. Yeah, so. that's fair, but we'll see. I mean, that's division's one of the one of the brightest. Uh, I mean, obviously Chiefs, now the Raiders, Chargers, Broncos got a new head coach. Who knows what they do the offseason. So, excited to see what the AFC West does, but congrats to the Raiders for getting a new head coach. Congrats to all the other teams getting a new head coach. Um, we're going to end off this podcast on a little bit of fun. Um, it's yeah. a question from King Sanders. And if you aren't subscribed to King Sanders, go show him some love. He always does NBA best bets videos every single morning. He had a very good January, much better than than myself. But don't don't unsubscribe. Um, but, but either way, King Sanders awesome. And he asked the question, where do where do you live? A little bit of a creeper question, but we'll allow it. And then where would our dream place to live? We wanted to take a sidestep away from you know football. We although we do only have about one more week, two more podcasts really where we can spam football into into your ears before we have to go to other topics, but. Logan, I know you've already talked about where you live, but um, and you maybe you can refresh for the new listeners. But what would be your dream place to live? No, that's right. Ari King Sanders, I'm not falling for it. You're not visiting my house. No, I'm just kidding. But no, um, I do. I do. Apartment two ten, third floor. <laughs> Stop. No, I I do live in I I do live in Philadelphia. I mean, I live in the city, um, and I I can tell you, you know, it it, it being you know February first, the time we're recording this video, the snow is still on the ground. I would like to move to a, to a to a place with a more you know mild climate, right? I grew up in Florida all my life, and and the, this cold weather has has taken a little bit of a toll on me. Seasonal depression is real uh, for for everybody out there. If, if you if you're enjoying you know great weather states like that, enjoy it. You know, there's a reason people want to move to those places. But I my dream place to live is a place that you and 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 our friends we we went to the we went to this place not so long ago. Week one, we went to Panthers Jets in Charlotte, North Carolina, and I was just wa- I was walking around that city, walking around that state. I love North Carolina. Ever since I was a little kid, I always wanted to end up there eventually. Such a beautiful state. You get you get the best of both worlds as far as like you know the the leaves changing, the the more temperate climate, but it also has some sunshine and warmth. And I could root for my Panthers and go to all the Panthers home games. It would be absolutely great to live in the Charlotte area. So to answer it, King Sanders. I would like to end up in Charlotte, North Carolina. I, I respect the answer. I, I knew exactly you were going to say that. Um, so <laughs> for my my side of the, the equation, I do live in Tampa, Florida. But where would be my dream place to live? And I, this was a tough question because I do obviously love living in Florida. It's a great place to live. But it's kind of like if I don't really want – I don't know. I don't want to be tied down to one place. That's where I'm getting at. Um, I do love – I've always wanted – and maybe, you know, if you guys keep using our sports books, uh, sign up links and maybe keep watching the ads and the videos, maybe we can make this possible. Uh, but I've always wanted to have two different homes, one in one in Florida and then one maybe in the mountains or something like that. I and mean, then, you know, maybe Airbnb and kind of that sort of style. But I've always wanted to be, you know, somewhere in like the Smoky Mountains with a cool view, not too crazy climate. I don't need I don't need too north, um, although I would love to, you know, to have a home maybe like out in Wyoming or things. But I think it would be cool to have two separate homes and have one maybe like in the Gatlinburg area, Asheville area and in Tennessee and the North Carolina and have a home that, you know, you can go and just kind of disconnect from uh, all of society and just be able to enjoy your time there. And is there's a bliss in being able to disconnect from social media. I mean, there's a lot of toxicity on social media, a lot of different uh, a lot of things going on. It feels like when you have your phone in your hand, it's like, you're just kind of constantly glued to it. And so there's there's some sort of satisfaction being able to set down the phone and go into places without service. And while I'm not necessarily saying I need no service in my future home, but I think a place in North Carolina or Tennessee would be awesome to have just a place to vacation in, go go hiking and do all those all of those sort of things. If yeah, that makes you're gonna- I definitely didn't give the best answer, but I gave you an answer. 
No, and then and see, it's questions like these we get to kind of reveal more of our personalities. Because I mean, if if you're just watching or listening to us, maybe you just hear us from a sports betting side. But I mean, go watch Austin's uh, little little vlog when when he did on vacation. And if you don't know the video, you're gonna have to go search for it. But I mean, I'll I'll, I'll, I'll give know, you a I'll do them a, I'll do them a treat and I'll put the video uh, link down below. There you go. Now link link it for the people down below. But it gives you the the you know more insight into what kind of person Austin is. He's you all you've always struck me, struck me as a you know want to live in a kind of off the grid life which would be cool i mean as long as you're still cranking out the content for the people that's that's all we ask you know you can't you can't disappear completely off the grid you just you have to still have internet um but yeah you've always struck me as a go live in a weird place off the grid kind of kind of guy yeah it would definitely be fun it'd be a change of scenery obviously i don't want to do that full time i don't need to live in the wilderness you know i don't need to become a countryman and maybe start growing out the beard I mean, then, do it. Then, then, then do it for the people. <laughs> hey, twenty-five. If we had twenty-five thousand subs by the end of February, Austin has to grow out a beard for a month. You I guys, don't know if that's my happen. I, I, I don't know how to tell you this. I can't grow a beard. <laughs> well, I know. The I know. Can see it. <laughs> uh, we won't know unless we try. I guess that could be the question. You that, what you're trying to root for, but yeah, it could be. And I like these sort of questions from King Sanders and other people. Maybe we didn't answer the other questions. I appreciate you guys sending your questions our way and. We're definitely going to need them in the coming weeks as we kind of go through, you know, no more football, which was the majority of this podcast. But we have different things we can talk about. We'll obviously have March Madness, which will be cool to talk about. Yeah. Uh, we have a bunch of different things, cool things coming up. But it is fun to answer these sort of questions, kind of let you guys know a little bit more about us behind the sports betting, behind my player props. Beside, no, I don't do spread picks anymore. Um, <laughs> Rest in peace, spreads. <laughs> uh, but still. We appreciate you guys for always tuning into the podcast. If you watch this long or you know, you're listening this long, and if you are, haven't downloaded the podcast yet, we really appreciate it. I think last week we beat our most downloaded week ever. So that's awesome. We appreciate you guys all for downloading the podcast. The link is down below. I think I put in the description, download the podcast here and put a link to callonourshot.com slash like buzzprout or something like that. So we appreciate you guys. I'll put that. Uh, the video logo I was talking about was my trip to Vegas. Uh, which yeah. was back last April. So almost coming up in a year. And that was when I placed my first ever bet in Vegas and got the bet slip. Absolute L. But that was that ir- ir- irrelevant. And so we appreciate you guys for tuning in the podcast. We'll be live next week. Um, same time, Wednesday, 10 a.m. Eastern time. And yeah, we'll be here to talk all about the Super Bowl. We'll come with some, well, here, this is what I can guarantee you. We'll come with a Gatorade color. We'll come with the coin flip. I guarantee you, yeah. Logan and I will give you guys our picks for those two and maybe some other crazy things that you can bet on just for the Super Bowl. But, Logan, any final words for the people? No, I I, I mean, I appreciate you guys. I appreciate all of you loyal all-stars. Let's get close to 100. Let's let's just do it. I, w- I would absolutely love to see that. Nothing would make me happier. Amen. So this has been Austin. This has been Logan. We will catch you guys again next week. Thanks again for, uh, for listening in. And this has been the Call on Our Shop podcast. You guys have a great rest of your week. I'll see you guys in the next one.